So I want to talk to you about something that's very exciting, and that's called the peace plan. Ordinary people empowered by God making a difference together where we are, where we are. There are three parts to the peace plan, personal peace, local peace, and global peace. Why are we talking about peace? Because there are five global giants that ravage the world today. Now, folks, this is what we've done in the past. I'm going to be very honest. I'm going to be very loving, but I'm going to be honest, okay? We have outsourced our missions to other people. We've outsourced it. We say we're going to trust the professionals. When God never trusted the professionals, he called the church. He called the church, and that's us. Five global giants in the world. We'll identify them quickly. Do y'all know that David picked up five stones in the valley of Elat? Do you know that? Why did he pick up five stones? Because there are five giants. David killed one. His mighty men killed the other, other four. You can check out Second Chronicles if you don't believe me. Okay, so I'll tell this story. Here's five global giants. The first one is spiritual emptiness. People are lost and don't know Christ. That is unacceptable. The second giant is uh, egocentric leaders. Egocentric leaders. Leaders that are all about themselves. Do you know that Africa could be fixed if the leaders would quit taking care of themselves? Do y'all remember all the hollering and screaming and yeah, yeah, and coming out of Puerto Rico? Do you know why Puerto Rico was such a mess after Maria? Because the leaders were stealing the money. Venezuela, the leaders were stealing the money. Nicaragua, El Salvador, I could go on with the list. Egocentric leaders. Poverty, poverty. We really don't understand poverty in America, but we have hungry people in Wimberley. So soon we're gonna feed hungry folk, aren't we, Larry? Because we're going to have the tool to do that. Tool to do that. We got one of our members. He's got a ministry. He's feeding people on Thursday nights. He's got a ministry. He, he talked to me about it. And I said, you got a ministry. You're in charge. Raise your hand. You're, you're hired. You're the minister. You're the leader. He goes, thanks. Huh. Disease. It's not a sin to be sick, but it's a sin not to care for sick. Do you know what the number one killer of children in the world is? Dirty water. Waterborne illness. Waterborne illness. We talk about Malawi. Clean water. You know what we've done? It's what we've done. We've gone into Africa. We've dug all these wells and we put them into practice. And we say, it's your well. Good luck. Now you have clean water. The wells break. And they call the organization to drill the well and said, hey, your well's broken. Tara and I went to Cambodia where Samaritan's Purse dug thousands of latrines all through Cambodia because the people were using the bathroom in the woods. And you know what the people did with the latrines? They stored their rice in there. They still used the bathroom in the woods because it wasn't theirs. They didn't own it. So what we do in Africa now, we go to a village and say, hey, we'll drill a water well for you. And that water well is going to cost $20,000 us. And we say to them, it's going to cost you $200. You raise the money, we'll drill the well. They raise $200, we drill the well, and then we put a woman in charge of a ministry of maintaining the well because it's theirs. Why do we put a woman? Because they'll get it done, right, Mary Katie? That's right, especially in Africa. It's the culture of Africa. So it's poverty and disease, illiteracy, especially children. 
especially children, to equip children to help them. Because when you're ignorant, you repeat ignorance and you continue a cycle of ignorance. So these are the five global giants. So how do we attack these five global giants? And I'm just gonna go off script, so y'all just, y'all just hang with me, okay? The way you attack the five global giants is with the peace plan. Here's the first P. Uh, yeah, we're just gonna go through the, the, the church right now. That's real quick, okay? All right, here we are. And I'll, I'll uh, fill in those blanks for you about the church and its authority. Uh, so Dean, you'll be okay. I'll get you those blanks, all right? Okay, good. So let's talk about the peace plan. We want to partner and promote and plant new churches. Plant new churches, partner with existing churches, and promote unity within the church. Plant, partner, and promote in the peace plan. Have y'all found the page yet? Okay, Norma Jean, you found the page yet? I see you frantically searching. I don't know what page you're on because my notes don't have numbers. 16, okay. Do you know what that sounds like up here? Okay. All right. Uh, let me tell you what. Let's back up. Let's fill in those blanks real quick. I'm going to give you eight words. Y'all ready? Can you fill in those blanks? That's for you, my brother, because I love you. Here they are. Okay. Do we have the largest participation? The largest participation? The widest distribution? The longest continuation. I'll pause a second, let you catch up. The longest continuation. They're on the screen. The fastest expansion. The highest motivation. The strongest authorization. The simplest administration. I'll let you catch up. Page 58. 59 now. And the last is the greatest conclusion. The greatest conclusion. Participation, distribution, continuation, expansion, motivation, Authorization, administration, and conclusion. All right, is that helpful? All right, now let's talk about the peace plan. The P stands for plant, partner, and promote churches. I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. We believe God's word says this. Not just we believe God's word said it. The local church is to be the hope of the world, not the local parachurch. So that's why we want to plant churches, partner with churches, and promote churches. Why are we holding a Building Lives Conference in September for probably 100 leaders who are going to show up here? Why are we doing that? Why are we doing that? It's part of our call. Part of who we are. That's why we're doing this. I always want to preach the good news in places where people have never heard of Christ because I do, I do want to build upon another one, someone else's work. So that's why we start churches. Y'all, I want to tell y'all this. I never agreed to be in church revitalization. I agreed to be a church planter. I told the Lord I'd be a church planter because birthing something is easier than raising the dead. But God, in his wisdom, made me a church revitalizer. 
So that's why I do what I do. And I love it. And I love you guys. And I love pastors. Do you know today I talked to five pastors. Yesterday I talked to six pastors. Different ones. Different ones. Why? Is it because I'm so brilliant? You're supposed to say, yes, pastor. You're so brilliant. No. So I'm available. I'm available. I want to help pastors. I want to encourage them. Encourage them. So we equip servant leaders. The way we fight egocentric leaders is we equip servant leaders. That's why we train leaders. Tara and I were in Congo, the Democratic Republic of Congo, and we were training pastors there. And uh, one of the ministers from the government, his minister of something, agriculture or something, and one of the congressmen started attending our gatherings and listening. And they invited me to meet with the president of Congo. So Tara and I and, and Pastor Les Balmanard, you remember him and his wife Dawn, we went to meet with the, with the president of the Democratic Republic of Congo. We pulled up to his palace in Kinshasa. It's a ruins of a city. The palace is opulent and beautiful and well-maintained. It's this tropical paradise. The president couldn't meet it with us, so he let us meet with his chief of staff. And I told him that if Congo would stop being so corrupt, they could pull themselves out of poverty. It ended our meeting. We were dismissed quickly. So we equipped servant leaders to lead like Christ. And it seems like when people get a little power, it goes right to their head. You let somebody become the, the president of your homeowners association and they go crazy. Hmm. I've given you the example to follow. Do as I have done, Jesus said in the book of John. We assist the poor to pull them up out of poverty. There's a local church that adopted a nation in Africa called Rwanda, a local church. In 12 years of working in Rwanda, they have lifted a million people out of poverty through microfinancing and loans and creating savings institutions through the local church. There are fewer AIDS cases in Rwanda than there are in Maryland of the United States because they started a healthcare ministry through the local church. Three legs, businesses, government, and churches have united together to pull Rwanda out of a third world country into first world status. Going to Rwanda today is like going to Europe. A local church, a Southern Baptist church did this for the glory of God. Instead of sending teams over to build buildings, they sent two contractors over to teach Rwandans how to build buildings. Instead of sending a medical team over to do all the medical care, they sent specialized doctors and nurses and nurse practitioners over to train healthcare work volunteers in the local church how to do basic healthcare, advanced and immediate healthcare, and even advanced healthcare. They had business guys go over and teach basic microfinancing and businesses. The white people went in and equipped the Rwandans. And now listen to this. The Rwandans are going into the rest of Africa and doing this. A single local church. My prayer is that we would be that kind of church. That maybe God wants us to lift Nicaragua up. 
or Cuba? <laughs> Good luck with that one. I don't know. Or maybe we're supposed to partner with a few local churches to do that. That's why we have the Building Lives, the Building Leadership Network with Hispanic pastors. Hmm. Does that excite you guys? Care for the sick. It's not a sin to be sick, but it's a sin not to care for the sick. And then finally, educate the next generation. That's the peace plan. This is something all of us could do. We could do it locally. We could do it personally. We could do it locally. We could do it globally. We could do it all for the global glory of God. Now I want to do session eight. Will y'all give me 10 minutes? Okay, and we'll get done. Can y'all believe it? Yeah. Yeah.